pour a bowl of cereal and turn on the TV. I'm watching my cartoons, please don't bother me. I could grow up tomorrow, pay the bills and be responsible. But today it just doesn't feel possible. Let's talk about life and death and everything between. Things that keep you up at night and idiosyncrasy. Public matter medicates and matches we can't see. Girls needs to know where the nature of reality. Let's talk about life and death and everything between. Breakfast foods and bad times, the cartoons on the TV. Breakfast foods and bad times, cartoons on the TV. in your ears hmm. okay i'm gonna open a time booster a, a time booster mm-hmm. will it make us move through time more quickly no should i hold on to something no it's a pokemon duel thing i got quilladin never heard of that one no it looks like that Okay, I got that. I got an ingot. I think I know what Quilladin evolves from. Like, I know I've seen that. It just looks like a rabbit wearing a leaf on its head. I feel like the one called Chespin looks like it's... Let me see. I know what a Chespin is. Uh, Which one do you want to see? Chespin. I don't have Chespin. I got Quilladin. Oh, I get it. You're saying Chespin is the thing it evolves from. I was like, I know I know that name. Yeah. I think those two things are related in some way. How is the Pokemon, the new Pokemon Go event going for you? The Valentine's Day event? Mm, nothing too major so far, except I got a really good chancy. How's it going for me? Great. Thanks for asking, Jack. Let me answer that question. Well, I, I was in the process of answering your question. Yeah, but I never really cared about your answer. I brought this up at the beginning of the episode because I wanted to talk about this. You only ever ask me how my Pokemon is going so you can talk about your Pokemon. <laughs> In this particular <laughs> instance, that is definitely what I'm doing. So, I'm on vacation this week. Mm-hmm. A vacation that I took... Where'd you go? It's a staycation. <laughs> a vacation that I took specifically to play video games. You and Obama took vacation at the same time. Except he went like parasailing and stuff and you stayed home and played video games and there are pictures all over the internet of him smiling really big and i haven't done very much smiling um i took this vacation to play video games over the past two days i've played about a combined one hour of video games in that time you've played like an hour of video games since i got home almost that was it okay um so today i made plans with a friend to go hunt some pokemon some some may chips some may chips and i knew so you can get some kicks well yeah i was gonna put the may chips and some may dip uh it was i I said hey let's put it off until three because that's when the event's gonna start Mm -hmm. so at like like 2 30 he canceled on me Ooh. okay hey you got uh you got a cinnamon pebble on your shirt there i'm saving it for when we talk about it later (laughs) okay you know, in the second hour of the podcast, when we get to the thing that the podcast is about. Yeah. You know what? I actually am going to hold on to it. <clears throat> so he cancels on me, and I was, I, I, I had sat down. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't have to. I didn't have to leave right away. So I yep. sat down. I was like, I'm going to play ten minutes of video games. My first ten minutes of video games of my vacation. What can you do in a video game in ten minutes? Na- nothing. Like nothing. With the current games, you turn on the system, you put in the game, and it takes about 12 minutes to get through all of the publisher logos and stuff at the beginning. Loading, yeah. Everything you're saying yeah. is true. Yes. 2K. 
<laughs> it's like we actually watched yeah. it. Um, so I'm like, he cancels on me. I'm like, that's fine. The event starts in a half an hour. I'll just play video games for a little bit longer, and then I'll go downtown and I'll 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 get great Pokemon by myself. Can I interject with something right here? While this is happening. I was outside playing Pokemon on my lunch break from work, thinking, man, I'm really mad that the event doesn't start till after my lunch break. And then it just started, and I was like, oh, great. And I was like, I should text Maverick. And then I started to text you, and then I was like, nah, he already knows about it. Every time I text you about, like, hey, I found out this thing in Pokemon, you're like, yeah, I already found out on Reddit, <laughs> or I already found out on Trainer Tips or something. And then I'm like, Okay, never mind. So I've said it on mic before. I'll say it again. One of the biggest motivating... People ask, like, how can you still play Pokemon Go to this day? Because I live across the hall from the greatest player in the world, and it's the most motivating thing you'll ever live through. So here I am. I got T-minus 20 minutes until the event starts, and I'm enjoying video games, and I'm, I got no cares in the world. And then I get a fucking text from you, and it's like... <laughs> Hey, how's it going? Just hanging out at work. Just caught the best and most useful Pokemon in the whole fucking game. And I'm like, what the fuck? We're it's 20 minutes out until it starts and you already caught Would it. Would you feel better if I told you it's not a wonder? I just assumed that much. I just assumed. But yeah, you caught a Chansey that's it's higher than the one you powered up. <laughs> yes. And you put how much Stardust into powering up the one that you powered up? I don't know. But I, I brought it up roughly 200 CP. You brought it from like 9 to 11. No, from... They, they come out at like 8 to 850. Mm -hmm. And mine is just over 1,000 now. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you caught an 1120 chancy? 1130 something. Right. <clears throat> so that was really... Then... Let's debate about it, because there's no way to just find out. <laughs> then, in my riddled anxiety, I drove downtown stressed as hell, and I was, like, cutting people off in traffic, <laughs> like, being a jerk, and then I got downtown, and I spent, like, two hours playing. I had to stop because of the snow. Yeah. But I spent, like, two hours playing. I didn't see or catch a single Chansey the entire time. There wasn't one on the map downtown <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> Mine was just, I came back from lunch, and on my way to the back, it was just in the store. One good piece of news. Uh, I went from 50 to 500 Slowpoke candy today. There's a Squirtle outside if you're interested. Uh, I don't know where I'm You went from 50 to 500 Slowpoke candy. Yeah, and that's fine, because that's the one thing that I really needed to be prepared for Gen 2, so I, you... I got that out of the way. Where did you find so many slow pokes? I know they have them at like five below, but usually that's like a dime store thing. <laughs> um, it's like a caramel candy, correct? Is slow poke a candy? I don't know what you're it talking about. Uh, what kind of candy is it? It's like a long caramel chewy thing. A Charleston chew? No, the Charleston chew is not a caramel. It's not? No, it's a. The Charleston chew is filled with delicious like vanilla nougat. It's it's awesome. Have okay, you and ever slow had a Charleston Chew? I don't think so. We lived in Charleston. I had my first Charleston... I doubt it's the same Charleston, Listen, sir. sir. <laughs> All right. I never had a Charleston Chew in my entire life. Did you see the squirrel? Until I was living in Charleston. Did you see the squirrels above 80? No, I didn't. It's a, it's a wonder? Yeah. Nice. Uh, okay, so... 
What is the slowpoke? It's just, it's a chewy caramel candy. It's like, it comes in a long string. That sounds like a Charleston chew to me. A Charleston chew is a chocolate candy bar filled with vanilla chewiness. Okay. Definitely not the same thing. Okay. Um, yeah, so anyway, there were many of them at the canal. Many, many, many. I, um... It was 11.31, Chansey has psychic attacks. You lucky bastard. I'm looking up Slowpoke Candy right now. And... Oh, I've definitely never seen that before. Okay, now I'm going to look at what a Charleston Chew looks like. I think like. a Slowpoke Candy, isn't it like a cow tail or something? What does that mean? It's What's... like another type of candy. What? Where are these words you're getting from? Okay, a Charleston Chew totally does look like a candy bar, you're right. Sure does. Now you apologize to Charleston <laughs> Chew. <laughs> From Charleston, no, Illinois. I had no idea what it was either. And I was like, what is this? I never had any desire to try one. And then one day I was in the convenience store on campus. Mm-hmm. And they had mini Charleston shoes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try one of these. And it was delicious. So anyway, today's show is brought to you by Charleston Chew. <laughs> <laughs> try them frozen. I hear it's great. Is that a thing? It says it on the wrapper. Oh, it does? that you try it frozen. I can imagine it would be very, very, very chewy. It would basically turn into like a fudge pop type thing. Yeah. Um, What is your favorite of the, like, the classic Dairy Queen treats? Like the, like, Dairy Queen signatures. Like the things that they sell in the case? Yeah, that that, like, nobody else has. The ice cream cake. I meant of like a one person treat. Buster bar. And which one's the Buster bar? What is that? It's the ingredients of a peanut Buster parfait, but they're like on a stick, frozen solid. So it's just like a dilly bar with peanuts? No, it's an ice cream bar with like layers of hot fudge and peanuts in it, and then it's got a chocolate shell. Got it's it. not entirely dissimilar from a dilly bar, but it's far more decadent. Now I know I'm a weirdo and I have weird opinions about things, <laughs> okay. but I That's think true. Yeah. I think the star kiss is quite overlooked. All right, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> for for years we've been friends, and you have weird opinions and preferences and quirks about everything, and this is just too far. The Starkiss is delicious and cheap, and it's a quick snack. It's... What's your favorite flavor? What's my favorite flavor? You know what my favorite flavor is. Mint lime chocolate chip. No! Come on! What's my favorite flavor? Orange grape. Is it goofy? I don't think grape? they have an orange one, but they do have a grape they one. They definitely have an orange one. Okay, well, it's grape. Grape is my favorite. I love grape-flavored things, which is... It's something that's always upset people my whole life. I don't know why people get upset you, with me. You keep Dimatap just, like, by your bed just, just for fun. I just use it to chill out, you know? Uh, I passed a Dairy Queen today, and I know you're a man who loves a deal. They had... And a man who loves a Dairy Queen. They had a deal that I was like, excuse me, is that a misprint? There was a sign out front of this Dairy Queen that said, buy six Dilly Bars, get ten free. I'm listening. <laughs> I did like three double takes. Like, what? And? How are they making money on that deal? You didn't go inside? 
I thought the story ended with, and so the freezer is full of dilly bars now. <laughs> Buy six at regular price, which we've just marked up to, to $5 a piece. How are they making money on that deal? Hmm. What they do is they don't have enough. There's only like two dilly bars in there. They get you in there and then they try to sell you the star kiss that isn't moving. And they're like, listen, we're out of dilly bars. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm going to cut you a deal on these star kissed bars. I will take those star kissed bars, okay? Uh, you know that I love Dairy Queen. Specifically, the chicken strip basket. Oh, every, yeah, of, of course. Single yeah. greatest. Who fast was food it that we knew? Was it my ex? Yeah, who was unaware of the gravy? Yeah, she like. She was like, "What great?" Yeah, it's all about the honey she, mustard. She like turned no. down the gravy. What do you just eat chicken, that toast the, plain? It's not even toast. It's just like mushy, thick bread that they've barely put on a griddle for a the, second. You gotta dip it. There's three ingredients in that box specifically designed to put gravy on them. Mm-hmm. They should just call it like the gravy dipping box instead of the chicken strip basket. They should just also, not put the gravy in a cup and just fill the bottom of the box with gravy. I wish instead of putting the gravy in that little cup, they would just fill one of like their blizzard cups with gravy. <laughs> <laughs> they have like a soft serve machine for yeah. gravy and I, you work there and you're I would under absolutely it. order the country gravy blizzard, which is just this. Fill the cup up. At any time when you worked at Wendy's, did you ever stick your face under the... Uh, the Frosty Spout? Of course. <laughs> Come on, Maverick. First day. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what's better. And that is whenever they clean it, they have to defrost it. And then squirt all that stuff out into the bucket. And you got just a bucket of pure concentrated frosty goodness. Okay. Okay. Where were you going with... That you dip your hands in, right? Where were you going <laughs> no. with your DQ thought? Well, so we've talked about the queen. I think it's time that we talk about the king. Um, In addition to being the company that puts out all of the Simpsons fast food toys and Pokemon fast food toys. Yes. Burger King is also just great. (laughs) (laughs) Burger King is great. Burger King came up with the idea of Burger Kinging, which is also genius. The Burger King that we ate at. Burger King did the McDonald's across the street. Oh, the Pete concept of yeah. Burger Kinging. Yeah. Right. Where you let someone else do all the research and figure out what to do and where's the best place, and then you just build your Burger King across from McDonald's. Jack's referencing the fact that Burger King doesn't do market research on where to open new restaurants. They just open restaurants where McDonald's already did. Yeah. And they're better than McDonald's. <laughs> you just... Okay. So, well... <laughs> What would you say if I somehow had, like, magical information Mm -hmm. that Burger King was only delivering coupons to our door? Like, that wasn't a mailer that goes to everybody. I would believe... That's the only reason I go to Burger King is because they send us these fucking amazing coupons, like, twice a month. And they're always incredible deals. They have the, the soda fountain where you can choose, like, from a million sodas, and they have... The best lime drink. The, uh-huh. oh, it's neon green. It's probably really bad for me. Uh-huh. But it's so good. Uh-huh. And the food is amazing. And everyone there is so nice to me. And they call me baby and honey and mm-hmm. sweetie. And they take care of me really good. Like a diner. Yeah. Speaking of Burger King. We got bad... You, well, you got bad service there the other day. But I told you... I, I told I you I was why. never really in belief 
that that Burger King was so great. Even after you saw my experience there that time? Which time did you have exceptional? The girl accidentally uh, right, forgot right, to enter right. my coupon, and the other lady was like, I'll take care of this. You know what? I got you, baby. What you going to do, babe? I'm, I'm going to give you, you know what? The coffee's on me, baby. I'm going to pay for the <laughs> like she, right. she, like, went through and, like, re- redid everything and was a like, I got free stuff. It was awesome. And I wasn't even mad. I was just like, it's, it's fine. Just re-enter the coupon. It's not a big deal. Yeah. I, you did have that good experience. I wasn't, <clears throat> you know, particularly blown away by it. I guess you don't have the vibe that they dig there. Yes, we've already established that older black ladies like you a lot. That's true. I got a new nickname from one today. You want to know what that was? Was it a pet name? Yeah. Okay. It was sexy. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, It it didn't come about right away. Jack works with a bunch of older black ladies who, like, spread the word around (laughs) town to be nice to this guy. That I'm I'm the shit. Uh... (laughs) No, you know, they take care of me. They're like, uh, my boss refers to me as her grandson, her oldest grandson. Okay. Uh, and so today, like, they kind of, like, bicker and joke back and forth. They have, like, they razz on each other. And I was sitting on the floor, literally between the two of them, like, insulting each other over my right, head while right. I was working on something. Right. And then they're always trying to get me to, like get in on it and help them deflect like the other person and i was like i'm not getting in the middle of this and she goes you in the middle of this you work with she goes you you're in the middle you are the mayonnaise (laughs) and she goes and this is this is wheat bread right here you you work with the black female statler and waldorf (laughs) yes and so i'm like oh no i'm the mayonnaise now and so I hate mayonnaise. I was like, seriously, you can't call me mayonnaise. Mayonnaise is terrible. Do you think they like when you're like walking mm-hmm. away? They like talk about how hot you are. Do you well, think they're like Mm-mm. she? She's told me that I'm handsome and charming before, and that's why my girlfriend's parents were gonna like me. She's like, of course they like you. You're a likable guy. So <laughs> this one, like, well, after she goes, come on, you're the you're the mayonnaise. She goes, I, I just go. What, what do you want me to say? She goes, she goes. Just say I'm the wheat bread. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sitting on the floor just like, what is happening? And I go, maybe you're the honey wheat bread. And I winked at her and she, she was like, Ooh. <laughs> She goes, Matthew, you're so charming. That's why you're getting your girlfriend's pants. That shot down. <laughs> and I was just like. <laughs> that shot down a theory yeah. I had. I was just about to pitch to you that maybe they just don't know your name and that's why they call you pet names all the time. No. Okay. Oh, I just accidentally said my real name. Can we bleep that? We're going to bleep that. I mean, (laughs) our older listeners know, but maybe our our newer (laughs) listeners are like, what? I was... They'll figure it out in context. I was speaking hypothetically. Just... (laughs) Yeah, if your name was Matthew. (laughs) You're making it worse. Uh, Mm. Back to Burger Kinging real quick, because that concept... The, that name was invented by Pete Holmes. Mm-hmm. Did you hear Pete's big news? Is he a new Burger King spokesman? <laughs> no. No. Uh, Pete got engaged. Oh, cool. And uh, I wanted to bring it up because he got engaged in a hot air balloon. <laughs> which he brought up. He said it was funny that he got engaged in a hot air balloon because that meant It's that... funny that he went in a hot air balloon at all. Well, I don't know if you've ever been in the basket of one, but they're no. not the same size as they are on TV. They're... Is there gravy in it? 
<laughs> honey mustard actually um gross no it's very 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 small like yeah. the size of this table yeah. small you're you're butts to butts <clears throat> with everybody nuts to butts you're nuts to butts with everybody uh so he's like there's a guy very close to me when i proposed and they said that the guy was like a real dude's dude that's how they described him yeah one of those real like like tough masculine hot air ballooners (laughs) just wait just wait they said that they didn't like the guy because throughout the entire trip he kept referring to everything as gay He kept saying that things were gay. And he's flying in a giant rainbow balloon. It was rainbow. Of course it it was. really was. That's this guy, what a hot air balloon looks like. This guy operates a rainbow colored. Have you ever seen a solid colored hot air balloon? No. Well, the only time I ever went in a hot air balloon, I learned that it's very important that they have like big fucking company logos on them because it's extremely expensive to fly a hot air balloon. Yes. I didn't know that. I mean, I don't understand a lot of things about hot air balloons. I mean, like, I understand how it works, right? What I don't understand, like, and I can imagine it would be fun. A slow, leisurely thing, but how the fuck do you decide how high to go and when you're going to land? It seems like you're leaving a lot of things up to chance. There's no steering up there. I mean... You know Steve Austin and beer? It's in the other room. It doesn't count Steve Austin. It's in the other room. Beer over there. Couldn't even hear it in my headphones. Mm. But but the the what do you want to know about ballooning? Uh, kind of just why and how. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I I guess it's like a dream for little boys who wanted to be a pilot but couldn't (laughs) couldn't get that job. Couldn't afford LASIK surgery, so (laughs) so you get to be a hot air balloon pilot. A A ballooner. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have the answer for you. Seems like a good place to keep a hot plate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my hot plate's in there. Oh. Um. Okay, what do you want to talk about now? Cartoons and cereal now? Sure. Oh, you know what? We can't talk about that yet. We have to talk about the reason why we mm. watch this cartoon. Because the uh, Super Bowl was this week. Yeah. And we both watched it in separate houses. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the Super Bowl? Mm. What What do you mean? Well, what did you think of the game? It, it was an exciting game. I was enjoying very much watching uh, giant dudes clobber Tom Brady. I mean, even though neither of us are football fans. Yeah, I... St- People know that we're not fans of sports, and I'm specifically not fond of professional sports, but I do enjoy games. Okay. Like, and I played football, so I like I know what's happening, and I really enjoy the actual like action on the field. I just don't like all the stuff surrounding it. What is the stuff surrounding it? The money, mostly, oh. and how that affects everything. Well, you know, we're not fans, but I know enough that I, I kind of think of the Patriots as being, like, kind of evil. Like, I think of them as, like, bad if, guys. If you were making a movie about the NFL, which you can't do because the NFL doesn't license their name out right. to anyone, right? the Patriots would be the villains. Right. And in the replacements, Keanu is, is going up against the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Well... Like I said to you the other day, 
there's not it, that's not the team that you want to see make the miraculous comeback but it was still an exciting comeback yeah, to it's watch. like if russia won the miracle on ice <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just yeah. like that um it made a lot of russians happy <laughs> what did you think of the halftime show uh it's pretty cool actually i'm, I'm not unfond of the gaga Wow, she's my buddy, you know. We hung out. Did you really? Yeah, we hung out for a whole day in 2016. You didn't know that? I, I didn't. Me and her go way back. Did you ever speak to Lady Gaga? I think she looked at me one time. Oh, okay. Well, that's something. <laughs> I mean, I had a camera on my shoulder. <laughs> yeah. She might have just been looking at the camera, you know. Right. Uh, but there I, was chemistry. <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. There was definitely a lot of awesome stuff in it. The drones yeah. were like, that was scary. Drones. They had the drones in the sky, and they, like, formed shapes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, like, I've dated enough band nerds that I thought it was cool when they had the rifles with lights on them, and they were, like, throwing them up and stuff. That was awesome. Uh, did you see the the really funny gif I posted today? Yeah. <laughs> Lady Gaga jumping through the table. Yes. It's Lady Gaga when she dives off the stage, but then it immediately cuts to Shane McMahon jumping off the Hell in a Cell from last year's WrestleMania. <clears throat> Did he get hurt? No. But as Krista would say, it punched me in the giggle dick real hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, what was your favorite commercial? I tell you, I really enjoyed... I, I tweeted as much out there. I really, really enjoyed all of the like inclusive commercials. Well, there was like three the, or four. Like, the, all the ones about diversity and like bringing America together. Those those were great. Yeah, I think Airbnb had a really good one. Eighty four Lumber had a really good one. Coke did the same thing. Yeah, um, I feel like Ford's commercial was a little there bit. There were in that. All, oh the Bu- the Budweiser one. All of those companies um, saw at least some backlash. I don't know if they've been <laughs> experienced any actual financial <laughs> like strife as a result there were definitely a lot of tweets and letters and phone calls to every company who you know suggested that uh, America is a country of immigrants and that people should get along (laughs) Uh, did you ever see that one really cool catch that you missed the one I told you about no okay you should watch it you told me all about it I can imagine it okay Uh, well I watched the game with Krista Mm mm-hmm She's a Patriots fan. She is a football fan, and because she's, she's from a Massachusetts, real white power fanatic. Okay, <laughs> she she likes Tom Brady. She really likes Gronk. Loves Tom Brady. She's from Boston. You can read into that whatever you want. <laughs> she's not racist, everybody. Um, yeah. So you know, I don't like sports. I already said that. Mm-hmm. I was a little bit, not to get into gender roles here, but I was a little bit blown away by how much I was watching the game as the girlfriend. Because, like... Who is he? What is that? Well, like, that's... There, it how was come a, their pants are so tight? It was the stuff that was catching me <laughs> off guard. Like, there was a part where two players, like, made a good tackle or something, mm-hmm. and instead of high-fiving, they butted their helmets together. And yeah. I was like, they shouldn't be doing that. That seems like the wrong way to celebrate. No, you're wrong. Oh, am I wrong? Um, And then what's another thing? Uh, My favorite commercial was the NFL one with the babies dressed as players. I didn't see that one. 
Oh. I, I might have been in Australia at that point. <laughs> it was just a commercial, like, for the next season of the NFL. And it yeah. had, like... Wow, so they're going to have babies next year. Yeah. Or, well, toddlers. There'll be, like, one. We're, yeah, yeah, they'll be grown up by then. It was the mm. new team. <laughs> they grow NFL players in a vat. Like, <laughs> they'll, they'll be ready by next season. Don't worry. <laughs> um, I, I ended up thinking the game was pretty exciting, you know? It was an exciting game. I spent the first half of it trying to find a way to stream the puppy bowl and when that didn't work i just gave up and actually yeah. watched the game yeah it's very difficult to stream the puppy bowl unless you pay money you can watch the puppy bowl on youtube if you pay animal planet well i mean you know the nfl is mm. you know they're making money for all those eyeballs that are on the commercials Right. And they, and Fox was smart enough to realize that if they stream it for free on their website, that's just more eyeballs on those same commercials. Mm -hmm. I guess, in my opinion, Animal Planet could take the same approach. Uh, just putting it out here. Animal Planet? You got some people out here who want to watch the Puppy Bowl. It's the only thing I ever want to do on Super Bowl I Sunday. I get excited for Puppy Bowl Sunday. I, I really... When... Okay. When people... Because you know you can't say the Super Bowl on TV. Yeah. When people get talking Unless about the... you're on Fox. No, no one can say it. Oh. You can't say those words on TV. Uh, when people... Leading up to it, in the weeks leading up to it, when everyone's talking about the big game, I'm like, which one, everybody? <laughs> it's two games. They're both really big. Yeah. And, I mean, I think if more people were aware of the Puppy Bowl, it could overtake the Super Bowl in ratings. There's definitely an audience. Almost for it. every household now has more than one television. You could have fine guys. You can watch your game on the big TV, but we're gonna be in here watching some puppies. There's for sure an audience. What is your favorite aspect of the puppy bowl? Uh, I'm pretty fond of the cute puppies. <laughs> <laughs> you like to get down to the the bare essentials here. You don't like all the, the flash, all the other stuff. I tell you, every year they add something. There was, like, the the audience, the dogs in the parking lot was the first thing to come on. Mm -hmm. And then they added the hamsters in the blimp. Mm -hmm. And then they added, like, kitten cheerleaders. And then they added the kitten halftime show. Mm -hmm. And it's fine and everything. It's just, like, it's all spectacle. Get down to the game. <laughs> You that's, that's what you said about football like five minutes ago. Yeah, and I have the same problem with the puppy bowl. It's, it's a little too commercial. <laughs> I got to remind you like every five minutes that they're sponsored by Purina. It's just... Yeah, they get that show paid for. Yeah, they don't have jerseys to put emblems on, so they got to they gotta remind you. You know, I got to tell you my favorite part of the puppy bowl. I love the refs. The refs are my favorite. When the refs come out and make their bad puns when they're like dropping a flag... The refs are really only there to give context. Otherwise, it's literally just puppies running around. <laughs> but they pick up a puppy and yeah. they hold them and then they, like, you know, yeah. uh, have some hilarious call that they make. A friend of mine works for Discovery and they, like, brought some of the actual puppy bull puppies into her work. Oh, man. And I texted her. I was like, get me the referee's autograph. But he wasn't there, unfortunately. Get me the puppy's autograph. They, they can't write. They do puppy paw prints. That's how you get a dog's signature. Well, I mean, I didn't get any for you. Sorry. Hmm. All right. Did they ruin your Super Bowl? 
Can we even say Super Bowl on this podcast? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Come at me, Fox. <laughs> it's not well, the it's NFL. The, it's the NFL, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can I bring up... No, a... we're talking about the superb Owl. The yeah. superb owl. The superb owl. <laughs> so this week, mm. we watched You're in the Super Bowl, Charlie Brown. Such a misleading title, by the way. Spoilers. Because <laughs> um, it, it wasn't a Charlie Brown cartoon. I need my other phone for this. Can you stall? Fuck it. I'll mm. look it up on this phone. It doesn't matter. Stall. Uh, Nick stall. Horse stall. <laughs> Nick stall. Tried to kill himself. Mm. Wait, what? That happened? Yeah. When? Um, uh, four or five years ago. Was it after he played Yellow Bastard in Sin City and? It was way people after People were that. just like, you're a child molester. That was when was I was like, in high school. was like, that was just a movie. <laughs> um, yeah, he tried to jump off a building. Oh, that's a shame. Or maybe he tried to shoot himself. I mean, I he know. was in Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, a grotesquely underrated movie. Obviously a career-making film. You know what? Don't don't tease about that, because you know it's a great I movie. wasn't teasing. I <clears throat> meant every word of that. And he was an unbelievable actor in the entire run of Carnival, a series that was gone too soon. Look, I'm on board. Nick Stahl is great. He is great. <laughs> Why are we talking about this? Oh, you asked me to stall, and I literally I just stalled the podcast. <laughs> Agent Stahl. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, so read read this information as Agent Stall. Uh, no, that's not how you do it. I can't do it. So we watched this this uh, Charlie Brown special, and there are some really interesting things about this that I got to talk about from research. Can I say one thing? Go up for it. Top? Worst Charlie Brown special I've ever seen. We watched these. Charlie Brown things in school. Uh, we watched the one about the signing of the Declaration of Independence. You know, I've seen the Christmas Halloween. Row for your life, Charlie Brown, or whatever that one is. Roe v. Wade, Charlie Brown. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Um, <laughs> so, like, I've seen a lot of the Charlie Brown specials over the years, and they're classic. They're great. They build the characters. This had no like none of the positive qualities of any Charlie Brown special. I got to say, let's just start off with our opinions on these as a whole. Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up liking these. Hmm. Like I remember in grade school people around me really looked forward to it and it was like a family like they would do that with their families on those holidays they would watch those specials. Mm-hmm. And I didn't care for them. I didn't really like the Peanuts comic strip. I didn't really like any of these specials. I didn't understand why other people liked them. I've never really gotten the craze over Charlie Brown, like the merchandising and putting it on everything. It, it reminds me of Hello Kitty, where I'm like, but, but what is it? Well, I, I, in my adult life, I've now grown to understand that what some people like about it is Charles Schultz's little nuggets of life yeah. And wisdom that he sticks into it. There's some nostalgia for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't have that. And I'll right. admit that. I'm admitting that. But I it's think that people bit, like those little... Yeah. And the Norman Rockwellian of like, like, oh, it's just a simpler time. Yeah. Kids being kids. Well, okay, so the same thing that people like, that I was just saying people like about Charles Schultz, also people have the same thing about Bill Watterson and... Uh, 
Help me out. Calvin and Hobbes. Thank you. And that, I that's I love Calvin. And, and I I get that people like the little nuggets of wisdom in life. Once again, don't care. Did like, you ever read Calvin and Hobbes? No, I actually read Peanuts comic strips when I was a kid. Calvin and Hobbes is like life changing. I I have as an adult read some. Mm-hmm. I gotta say I don't get it. I th- I think I think you, I mean you just called out Peanuts fans for having nostalgia. You might want to no. give yourself a nostalgia check here when it comes to Calvin and Hobbes. The reason that I, I would call the Peanuts kind of like a schmaltzy nostalgia is because it's specifically to appeal to the like the Pepperidge Farm remembers crowd. You know, the, like do you remember the simpler times when you played football in the yard with your buddies and you had a little bird friend and <laughs> like <laughs> and your dog was a pilot <laughs> yeah it, it's like a Calvin and Hobbes the nostalgia like the appeal is for childhood not for a simpler time when you were a child but like it's all about imagination and frustration of like not understanding <clears throat> adults whereas Peanuts is like oh we're kids okay so you also weren't super into the Charlie Brown specials when you were a kid. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> I wasn't... Anyways. So, this one is fascinating for a few reasons. Just from the production standpoint, okay? Well, we watched a like about a 25-minute cartoon that had seven and a half minutes of animation. We'll get to that. The rest was stills. <laughs> And then reusing the same scenes over and over and over. A lot of repeated footage. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um, okay, so this aired on January 18th, 1994. Oh my god, seriously? Yes. Whew. Yes. I was gonna guess, like, late 70s. It was not very well done at all. I would have guessed 70s as well. Uh, Did they just, like, make clippings of all the old Peanuts cartoons and, like... Put them together in a flip book. Uh, they had four hours to animate the whole special. <laughs> uh, so, uh, the, this is the only one that didn't air on CBS. It aired on NBC because the Super Bowl was on NBC that year. It was also the last one to air in Charles Schultz's lifetime. Oh, that's sad. They didn't air another one until is two. That, is that what killed him? <laughs> they didn't. This cartoon might have killed him they didn't air another one until 2002 and he was already dead by then okay but here's the one i want to pitch to you as a question do you want to guess how many primetime charlie brown tv specials there were prior to this one 15 36 holy shit <laughs> this is the I, I thought i was going high this is the 37th primetime special read the titles of every single one of them I bet there's a lot of bad ones. Can we, um... We're out of ideas, Charlie Brown. (laughs) Like, that that was... That was number 17. Um, can we get to that later? Charlie Brown goes to the dentist. Let's get to that. I'll promise we'll we'll end with that. But, um, I want to say a couple more things about this. You're a disappointment, Charlie Brown. So, you already pointed out when we were watching it... I wasn't listening. What'd you say? I said, you're a disappointment, Charlie Brown. <laughs> and then the one I thought of right after was, your parents are divorcing, Charlie Brown. <laughs> um, so this... Uh, uh, 
Okay, so you already pointed out when we were watching this that this straight up has the NFL logo in it. It does. It has the word Super Bowl in the title. It has the NFL logo at a game of the Animal Football League. They announce it often as the Animal Football League, which would be the AFL, but the logo on their their sign is always the NFL. And it's not like a funny recreation. It's like straight up the NFL logo. Yeah. Uh, it's called You're in the Super Bowl, Charlie Brown. And there's a scene where lots of different kids are wearing lots of helmets. Yeah, they're, each kid has like their own team uniform. Right, and they're officially licensed NFL helmets. Charlie Brown is wearing the uh, San Francisco 49ers jersey and helmet. Right, and the, to me, the most surprising thing about that scene is that I, I went through and counted all the teams there. And only one of those teams doesn't exist anymore, which is crazy. The Oilers. The Houston Oilers. Someone has that. And then, like, Linus is wearing an L.A. Rams helmet, which until a year ago would have been, oh, haha, ha, there's a team that doesn't exist anymore. But Whoa. nope, that's a team again. <laughs> uh, okay. So, because they actually did get the NFL license... This is the only Charlie Brown special that has never been released in collections. Oh. It was released on VHS one time, and it was only in certain Shell gas stations. <laughs> oh, man. It has never been released in a Charlie Brown DVD collection, and there's reason to believe that it never will be. We should try to get some flannel cakes merchandise out there uh, to select Shell stations. Now, getting to the animation, because you already hit on this, the animation, this is the very last one they made using traditional cell animation. Is that why they cheaped out so much on uh, reusing the same things over and over? Yeah, okay, so... There were several football games within this that took place between There's like animals. two stories. Yeah. Because there's a story that Charlie's doing, and then there's filler in between Charlie's story. And that's, uh, Snoopy is coaching a team of birds. Of all Woodstocks. Well, only one of them can be Woodstock. Whatever kind of bird Woodstock is, it's a team of those. Yeah. Yellow. Yeah. The yellow birds. It's not like there's an ostrich and a penguin on yeah. the team. Uh, so... They're fighting against other various animal species, and each game is just, it's tough to watch because it's so badly animated, and they uh, reuse the same, the same, like, footage over and over and over for every play. Every time they score, they're using the same thing, and I'm like, oh my god, this is terrible. I and, wish you were exaggerating. And then they switch, and it's like, uh... Okay, they beat the cats. Now they're playing against the dogs. And they still use a lot of the same footage. I wish you were joking. celebrations of, like, their kickoff returns. It's real bad. And these are long game sequences. Like, probably, what, three or four minutes is spent on each game? Way too long. And it's like the announcer is calling the whole game, and he's acting as if every play is different. But it's like the same one it's the same play i don't know how the bison didn't catch on that they kept doing the exact same thing they even did the same order of the same handoffs and right. everything and every every play the woodstocks score a touchdown we cut to the same shot of the audience cheering yeah and there's then... never a first down in this game there's right never no a first punt. Downs. <laughs> it's old there, 
the scoreboard is set up in the same style as a old tiny baseball scoreboard, <laughs> yes. which is not work for football. No, it was it, utter nonsense. Right. And then after every, you know, we get the touchdown, we get the touchdown dance, we get the audience, and then we cut to... So after the touchdown, the other team immediately kicks it back to the birds to run for another touchdown. Right. Well, I was going to say there's one shot in the middle there. We always cut to the scoreboard, which is the only thing that's different, is yeah. now the score is higher in every game. But they, they use the same scoreboard animation in every game because the score stays the same every time. Right, right. In every game, it is a total blowout, uh, and as you pointed out, the sequence of scoring is exactly the same, 7, Seven to zero, 14, to zero. 48, 62, like... In the first inning, the birds scored <laughs> 7 points. Yeah, it's the same every time, and there are, what, three games throughout this 25-minute special? Yeah, the cats, the dogs, and the bison. Yeah, and... They really skimped out on that. Do you want to guess how much you're in the Super Bowl Charlie Brown VHS from the Shell gas station? New factory sealed costs oh, on wow. eBay? $300. 99 cents. Wow. Let's buy a copy just, just for shits and giggles. We don't have a VHS player. That's a display piece. You don't, you don't take that out and watch it. Here's a buy it now for 10 bucks. No, that's too much. Just... Just do the 99 cents. Aha, here's the one I was looking for. I knew somebody would have this $110 for this copy. This person clearly did not look around at all these other people that have factory-sealed versions of it for a penny. I'll get one. I'm not going to get one. I'll pay back. Just get it. No, this was terrible. Uh, Okay, so the other story that's going on is that all of the kids... Charlie in... Brown is struggling with crippling depression. <laughs> <laughs> all of the kids in Peanuts Town... What, I don't know what the name of their town is called. I have no idea if they ever say. All of the kids hear that there's a contest in their town where there's going to be a punt, pass, and kick competition, and the winner will get a new bicycle and free tickets to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And A ticket to the Super Bowl. They're going to allow these kids to go unaccompanied to the, to the game. Right. Totally safe. Uh, did you ever do a punt, pass, and kick competition when you were a kid? No, I didn't know that they existed until I found out that someone I went to school with had, like, done one. And I was like, how do you even find out about this? Okay, so watching this special, I thought more about punt, pass, and kick competitions than I had ever thought about them in my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I'm not I rea- surprised. Yeah. And I realized... It's very silly that that's, like, the standard bearer for the put-all-your-football-skills-in-one-competition test. Because It's a very narrow scope of skills for that game. Two of them are kicking things. And that's, like, the kicking is, like, not a big part of football. Kicking it should is be, a huge part of football. It should be punt, pass, run a 40-yard dash. Punt, pass, dash. Boom, look at that name. It sounds it even sounds better than punt pass kick. I can't believe tackle doesn't even come into play here. Well, it's it's a competition for kids. I guess. Uh the the weirdest part is it's a punt pass kick competition, <laughs> but every kid passes and then punts and then it's over. Well, oh, so here's why here's why they never got to the kick, I think. It's because every kid there's like 12 kids it's a 25 minute special Mm -hmm. every kid comes up 
says a couple lines, throws the ball. The montage had not been invented yet. <laughs> like, <laughs> this uh, was uh, only 1994. This was pre-montage. Uh, and then, then they Wait. take the time to have a kid measure it, read the results. Wait a minute. What year was the big chill made? 80s. Then there's no excuse. <laughs> the montage was well established. <clears throat> so, the, yeah, then <clears throat> the kid brags or gets upset about what their score was. We go through the whole lineup, and then we go through the whole fucking lineup again for each kid to... Well, what's funny is that every kid goes in order of how high they scored. So, like, the lowest. Every kid gets beat by the person who comes after them. It almost sounds like the writer of this special thought way too hard and way too ambitiously about what this special was going to be. And then as soon as they met Mr. NBC producer, man, he was like, oh, you don't have time for any of this. All of this Mm. has to get cut. Also, the Peanuts have, all their characters have very specific gimmicks and, like, personality traits that are really emphasized. There was no Schroeder. He didn't play the piano. No Schroeder. Linus was seen without his blanket a number of times, which is like... He's very confident, too. Yeah. He, it was just like Charlie Brown's friend, right? He's was, very outgoing in yeah, the special. Yeah, it was weird. He was athletic, too. He beat Charlie Brown at the the punt and pass competition. Yeah, he got second place. And then, like, um, what's the... Lucy is the blue dress girl? Yes. Lucy pretty much only has one appearance in this when she does her famous, hey, Charlie Brown, kick the football bit. Yeah. Almost as if, like, we got to get that bit in there. Yeah. And then she just really... We can't have a football special and not do the football game. <laughs> and then she really doesn't ever show up again or do anything else again. No, she shows up later wearing a Raiders helmet. That's it. Yeah. And um, we hit some of the other characters. Pigpen was there and he was... He had his cloud, but there was no joke around it. Nothing happened. Marcy and Patty were in it. Yeah. Uh, you know what's weird? Marcy and Patty are widely, widely accepted, like, fan canon lesbians. Right. Does that ever come up in any Charlie Brown special? <clears throat> or is it just like, they're just kids, they don't know? I mean... Do you think Charles Schultz was aware that he That's what I'm trying them? to think of right now. I'm <clears throat> trying to think, did he think about it? I suspect not. He was a very uh, family values, Christian man kind of. I think you're probably kinda. right. I think he's probably very innocent the way he wrote it. Well, I mean, children's sexuality is very innocent. Like, you you don't understand, like, your crushes and your feelings and stuff in, like, a sexual context. You're just like, oh, I like this person. I wonder if he inadvertently spoke to any young girls who were struggling with their own sexual identity. I would expect probably so. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I, it, We're not the people to talk about this. I'm just, just... It's something that I've always thought was kind of weird that in this kid's cartoon... And that, like I said, it's never addressed. There's not really any sort of relationship in any of these uh, outside of a gag. Like, Charlie Brown has a crush on the little red-headed girl... Uh, Sally is in love with Linus, but, like, there's never, like, kissing or anything. If we were talking about Dr. Seuss right now, I would say 
he, he might have been yeah. thinking he was very progressive uh, yeah i think this was a pretty liberal fellow and charles schultz was a lot more conservative right who would you vote for <laughs> theodore geisel or charles m schultz i think dr seuss is a badass i mean of course hands I down i would vote <laughs> i mean he's just a cool dude uh uh we gotta talk about cereal this was a great cereal well i didn't want to say this off mic but it's a great cereal because i like the crumbs from cinnamon toast crunch yes we we ate the brand new cinnamon pebbles which we've been we've been kind of hitting a lot of cinnamon cereals lately well cinnamon's hot right now why though i don't know maybe there's a glut in the cinnamon market and they can get it for cheap crazy crazy idea i'm gonna spitball here maybe the hot thing to add to your cereal before was honey and now they're like oh fuck this honey thing is really this is not a sustainable future yeah the bees are going extinct but we have migrant labor that will bring us cinnamon (laughs) Uh, well i mean you know if somebody has their way we won't have migrant labor either so and you know what we won't have cinnamon when the bees stop pollinating it people gotta think ahead about this okay so we ate cinnamon I want to say cinnamon fruity pebbles no, so people know what we're talking about. Cinnamon pebbles. But it's remove the fruity from your mind. It's just cinnamon pebbles. How many pebbles have we done on the show? We we had the ice cream shop uh, rainbow sherbet fruity pebbles we did. in a lost episode, right? We definitely did regular fruity pebbles once. One of those didn't make it to, okay. to release. Okay, okay. We definitely did, I don't know what it's called, the chocolate one. I don't think we did Cocoa Bell, did we? We really need a spreadsheet. We must have at least one dedicated listener who's willing to put that together for us. Nah, I don't think so. (laughs) Maybe I'll just do it. Uh, Uh, Okay, so we've done... When I poured this out, I go, oh, this is just the crumbs from Cinnamon Frosted Flakes because it's just teeny little bits. Which is tasty, and so... Yeah. By that degree, this cereal is tasty. Says it's gluten-free. It was very good. It stayed crunchy for as long as it took me to eat it, but that's probably just because it was delicious and I ate it very quickly. Well, I, I find that Fruity Pebbles is a cereal that you got to put a real tiny amount of milk in. I, I was more conservative with the milk than I usually am. I, I just go, like, base, base layer at the bottom. You, you put, like, a puddle in. You mean normally or today? All the time. I'm not a big... I don't... I mean, you you, you worked you, in a dairy department. You tip the jug enough so that some spills over. And oh, you're like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Too close. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, you worked in a dairy department for like five years. I don't, I don't like milk. Uh, does it matter that I worked you, in a you dairy... You, like... You worked in television news and you don't watch the news. You, you <laughs> like... like lived among the milk <laughs> i did actually you made a game called dairy ball dairy ball is the greatest <laughs> and and you know most i heard challenging some, i heard some speculation that the dairy ball league is rigged it's not sounds like some talk from someone who is not the dairy ball champion <laughs> giant right here <laughs> uh so should i should i tell people what dairy ball is no sometimes milk is a thing where you like we'll talk it about it later okay we'll get to it sometimes milk is the thing where you like it as a kid but then the opposite as an adult and then yeah like you don't You're like talking it as about kid. cows 
cows uh, enjoy milk a great deal as children, but then they sort yeah, of grow out of it. Yeah. Um, it, did you like milk when you were a kid? Yes, I still love milk. Milk is great. And you like drinking milk. I drink so much. Straight. I drink like two glasses of milk a day at least. You do? Pretty close. Just fucking straight? I I drink a glass of milk before bed. It's just like a ritual. I enjoy milk. It's tasty. Do you do the warm milk before no, bed thing? No, gross. But that's like the thing that makes you sleep, right? I think that's bullshit. How does like making milk slightly warmer give it some sort of special property that puts you to sleep? I don't know things <laughs> about it. I don't know. Okay, well. I don't know. I don't like it. I'm not a fan. I don't even like milkshakes. Too milky for me. <laughs> and yet, you prefer the Starkist Pops, <laughs> which are like a Popsicle, but with like a, a milk and cream element added no, to it. No, no, no. It's just, it's like fruit. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> the, 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 the Dilly Bar has vanilla ice cream in it. Yeah, which I... I don't know if you're aware, that vanilla soft serve is the basis for all Dairy Queen creations, including the star, and including the ice cream cakes, and including their chocolate ice cream. Sure, yeah, I can get behind that. I heard once from someone who worked at Dairy Queen that they save all the drippings that that fall... Uh, yep, I got you. And they, that's what they used to make the ice cream cakes. Which I was like, that's gross, but I love them, so I don't care. <laughs> You were real quick yeah, to forgive yeah. that. Yeah, I was like, ew, let's... Oh, man, I haven't thought about ice cream cakes in forever. Let's go get an ice cream cake. This is interesting. I know, um, I wanted to talk about Sometimes that. we have fun looking at the backs of boxes. It, and this one's fun. It's, can you do these ten things before the box is empty? Did you read this yet? I tell you, it, I, I read some of them. If the... Batman cereal had the same challenge on the back? The answer is absolutely yes. <laughs> because that box will never go empty. <laughs> I um, even told Mike, I was like, hey, if you want any of the Superman Batman cereal... It's all yours, buddy. Just just dig in. Yeah. Um, okay, well, let's go through these, because this is fun. Can you pet three animals before this box is empty? I've already pet one. I'm a third of the way there. Oh, Jesus. Can you make up a joke? Can you do one of your make ups Maybe. I think I think probably I did at some point during this podcast after I ate the cereal. At some point I asked you a question that I legitimately needed an answer to, and then you made a joke. So, yes. And then I gave you an answer, and you're like, oh, I don't like that answer. I'm grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you eat a bowl of pebbles with a fork? I mean, could. I don't know why that's one of them. Can you draw a monster? I'll draw a monster right now. You're going to draw either Trump or RV, I bet. Right? <laughs> well, now you took the fun out of it. <laughs> uh, smell a flower. Can you smell a flower before this box is empty? You got to keep answering questions Come while on. you're drawing so there's not dead air. I feel like you're going to draw me now, I bet. I feel like this is leading towards a picture of me. Can you do a silly dance before this box is empty? He's doing a silly dance. Okay. We're on a roll here. <laughs> this next one's getting a little weird. Can you think about milk before this box is empty? <laughs> wait, wait. It doesn't say that. 
But let me. Oh my god! There's a picture. We uh, spent a, a good amount of time thinking about milk. There's a picture of a piece of fruity pebbles or no, cinnamon. It's pebbles. a cinnamon pebble, sir. And it. He's thinking, how does it get in the carton anyhow? <laughs> uh. Well, I know how, but. Oh, this is cool. Oh, okay. This is fun. Can you rename five things before the box is empty? Like, give a new name to things? Mm -hmm. And in the picture, the little cereal piece is giving a new name to a scoon. A scoon. (laughs) A spoon. And he calls it a scoopalator. I like the scoopalator. That's pretty cool. Uh, Can you write a letter? I wrote a letter this week. And we did have the box already. So I did write that letter before the box was even opened. Is that me? And I'm sad? Oh, it's Donald Trump, and he's saying sad. Why is he saying sad? Because that's a thing that he says. He does? Yeah. I don't know that. So I, I had this written down because you said we would go back to it, but can we just talk some more about Burger King and go how ahead. much I love it? What do you want to say about Burger King? I just, I love it so much. We're this just talking just to talk now. It's, I love Burger King. I have so much, every time I go there, I have such a wonderful experience. If you're ever in Indianapolis, the Burger King at what, 38th and Illinois? It is at 38th in Illinois. Drop in and say hello. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> Take a coupon if you can find one. I usually have them with me, so if you see me and you need a Burger King coupon, <laughs> I'll hook you up. Well, do you feel like we did it? Yeah, you think Burger King will like maybe send us some coupons when they find out about how much we've... like? I mean, I... I told you the other day I've thought about like writing a letter to that Burger King telling them how great they are. Because I know from working in the service industry that you're always underappreciated and it always feels good to know that you help someone. Write a letter. Cinnamon Pebbles wants to know if you can write a letter before this box is empty. I already drew a monster. You're going to write the letter right now? Dear. We got to wrap this podcast up. Burger King. Nope, we gotta take it home. Say goodbye. Thank you for always doing it my way.